welcome to The Great Beyond, and Is This Good Companion pod, where I catch up with my friend and yours, Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Thanks for coming and producing the show. She finally figured out how to press the buttons for the podcast, but she still doesn't know how to press the buttons to turn off the heater. Rachel Doyle. Yeah, it's a slow process. You gotta, Training me. You gotta hold it, Rachel. You gotta hold that button for the long beep. I don't have the patience for that. I don't get the time. <sighs> you don't, you don't, don't have, have the time. time to correctly shut off the appliances. She says. Did you hear the short beep, Rachel? Is that what happened? You heard the short beep. You thought it was off, but you didn't wait for the long beep. I can't wait for shit. I got shit stuff to do. Sorry. Uh, also, happy trade deadline day, Jason. Oh, Doyle. thank you so much. It's very exciting. <laughs> Can't believe we're up at 3 a.m. Eastern to do this show, because I'm going to be <laughs> podcasting all day here in the Classic Factory. We're going to have it locked down. 10 a.m., tune in for our regular show that we're doing for some reason. And then we're going live <laughs> at 2 <laughs> for a two-hour extravaganza, because the trades are going to be rolling in, Matthew. How excited are you for this trade deadline? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. I hear people might be on the move, but I don't know the answer. No, it's and the I, I assume year. when people are listening to this, it'll be all but over. So yeah. uh, that's not. You know, this reminds me of. I don't know. Was this only a Canadian commercial? But you know, uh, it's the most wonderful yeah. time. The like Christmas song. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a series of ads from maybe like Staples, yep. one of those supply stores where it would be. Um, kids miserably walking through the aisles as parents are pushing the cart and throwing like colored pencils and notebooks (laughs) into the cart with that song playing and then at the end it's like back to school yeah that's how you sound when when you talk about the trade (laughs) and it's like you're trying to put a happy spin on it but (laughs) inside you are the child Uh, kind of yeah but also you know it is sort of the climax of our season weirdly you know like after there's trade deadline, then there's all-star, and then it's just sort of, you know, falls into a rhythm and kind of peters out in a way as we head towards the finals. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the climax, though. I would say it's I mean, but a peak. Well, it, yes. There's many valleys to come, but there's a higher peak. <laughs> What's the higher peak? The the playoffs. Right, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I forget. Yeah, it's it's different. It's a different vibe, though, because, you know, it's like it's like NBA Christmas. It's it's the it's the celebration of basketball. It's a happier time than than uh... isn't NBA Christmas December 25th when they play five games. <laughs> yeah. That, yes. And many say that's when the NBA season starts. <laughs> yes. That's what Anyways, I <laughs> uh, <laughs> did anything good or not good happen to you this week? Uh, let's see. What good happened this week? Something very bad happened to me. Why is Rachel sighing? I'm trying to, I'm like, what happened? I'm not doing my homework. What happened? Well, you have one thing. He asks us one question every show. I've already. Uh, And I'd like to, I'd like personally, as someone who's produced, well, at least, you know, creative producing, not technical producing. I'd like to stop asking if you. Ha- <laughs> I'd just like you to tell me. I'd I'd like to have the confidence, God forbid, to walk into this recording knowing that you have thought of one thing that happened to you this week, and then you can choose to spin it, good or not good. All right, we'll see what I can do. Yeah. Okay. Just, thank uh, you. So this week, a friend of mine passed away. I don't want to talk about oh, that. Oh, I'm, um, so- I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, it's kind of strange because I haven't actually seen him in 
30 years, I want to say. He was a friend uh, from uh, my Grease days. But, uh, yeah, so there's a memorial for him on Friday that I'm going to attend over Zoom, so like this. Um, so yeah. that'll be weird, I'm sure. Uh, not. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody on uh, digitally, but... Um, yeah, very strange. I have no idea what happens. It's you know, it's one of those weird things. He was around my age, so I don't know what happened. Um, bummer. What else? What good <laughs> happened though? So uh, Rachel producing that <laughs> memorial Zoom. <laughs> oh God! Don't don't put that kind of pressure on me, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no dirty jokes to my. Oh no! This uh, this guy this it, this will be an absolute debauchery this this will be the most debaucherous zoom session i think i will be going on ever this will be a zoom wake yeah 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 100 percent, 100 percent. i i mean look, we don't have to talk about the the person or anything but what what is it like because i mean obviously as we get older there's the more chance that people that we know or used to know are gonna are dying and mm-hmm. i'm thinking about people that even even i'm you know about 10 years younger than you that i haven't spoken to in 2025 years right and in fact i have a i have a friend coming to los angeles not specifically to see me but he's going to be in california and he reached out i've seen him like a little bit here and there but we were very very close at one time when we were you know like in high school really yeah and now i think we still like each other we just don't we kind of fell out of touch a bit and maybe this is our way to get back in touch but my point is that if something happened to someone like that it would still feel very painful and present even though i hadn't spoken to this person Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and it's it's odd now because um you find out about people dying the same way as you find out about celebrities dying you know like omg of uh r.i.p prince you know (laughs) right you know it's just like omg uh uh, r.i.p this guy (laughs) it's just like but what you found out through what a text though through Facebook. Oh, someone had posted it like on a there. post at like a memorial, like uh, RIP to this guy who, you know, who was active in the chat like a week before. So it was seemed it was sudden as far as I was concerned. But mm-hmm. are you so. going to say anything? Oh, I had a problem. Yeah. Like what happened? <laughs> that's going to oh. be my main question. <laughs> no, I'm. I don't think that's what he meant. I don't think that's yeah appropriate. For uh, you have I don't, anything to say about about your fr- you, late friend? You do the little Jason. emoji raising your hand thing. Oh. Yeah, I, I well, I don't know. I think we'll just be sharing stories of you know of the guys, pretty legendary guy in our crowd. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Well, I'll report back. Okay, yeah, report back. Um, well, I have some things. If you, I know, maybe you have something else good, but I have something else else not funny. Oh, great! The Israel Palestine conflict. No, just, we're not going to talk about that. But my, I went to I went to a speech uh, last weekend where it was someone from Israel, someone from Palestine, and they have. I'm not sure they started this organization, but they are part of an organization that is half Palestinian, half Israeli. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to figure stuff out. So they are on sort of a North American speaking tour. And Jill and I went to see them. But my question has nothing to do with that. So in the front row, there was a a woman and a baby. And the baby was in a a stroller, sort of next to the seat. And as they start talking, obviously a very serious topic. They've flown a long way. They're jet lagged. The baby does a... 
you know, just like a one, sort of like a duck call. Okay. And uh, the first you tell the people on stage, notice. I mean, how could you not notice? We're in like a small gymnasium. Wood, sound is reverberating. Like if you cough or move your seat back an inch on the hardwood, it's like everyone's turning their head. So they don't say anything. Then again, you know, they say something like, uh, you know, but of course, uh, any piece will be difficult to achieve. And the baby's like, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that baby knows, you know, and everyone's like, ha ha ha, cuts the tension. But now the baby's starting to do this like every few seconds. And you could tell they're kind of like talking and wincing. And now my attention is focused from finally solving the Israel-Palestine conflict. Finally, which, yeah. Um, phew, on the verge of doing. <laughs> and also being like, is this woman going to pick up her baby and move from the place that she's at? Because right. it's not just distracting, but I would say disruptive. Like we're trying to hear these people talk. And the baby is interrupting them every three seconds. Yeah. So finally, she picks up the baby. There was like sort of an, I don't know, some kind of root, a door off where she was. So she walked into that door, left the door open so he could still hear the baby, but oh, at gosh. least it was less loud. And now the baby's crying. It's go- going from sporadic to, and then she, the baby stops. She clearly in her head is going, oh, we're good now. Sits back down. 30 seconds later, the baby starts doing it again. I guess my point is... Is this okay? Like, part of me wants to be like, it takes a village. Motherhood is difficult. Babies are things we need unless we want to do a children of men society, which might not be a bad idea. (laughs) Uh, And I kind of want to be sympathetic to this. And I, I am certainly sympathetic to this. But is there another way? Like, should you not be sitting in the front row? Should you be sitting in the back row so you could easily walk out of this auditorium? Or, Or is it just... Baby's going to baby. This woman has every right to be part of this conversation. Let the baby cry and be annoying while these people are talking. Rachel, as a mother, we go to you. Uh, Well, I would be, if that was my baby, my boob would be out in the baby's mouth. So the baby was shutting its face. Honestly, that's that was my solution on planes. uh, Mm -hmm. And it always worked. But maybe that doesn't work. So you're saying work. Israel, the land of milk and honey, <laughs> perhaps we could solve this thing. <laughs> With a little bit of... Anyway, I'm not going to take it there already. It's too soon. Um, it's too soon. I, I mean, and again, I think what you said is is true. It takes a village. And this mom obviously wants to be a part of this. Somebody needs to help her out. Like Help her out how? Well, I mean, I, I mean, they're... I mean, I guess it's hard if you don't have any family that live near you, but I don't know. Take a friend with you there so you can take turns going in and out of the meeting because there's so many people there that want to get something from this. If you can't hear it, nobody's winning. I mean, maybe someone in the audience near her could be like, hey, you want me to take baby out for a while? We'll take some turns or... Was she there by herself? No one was with her? Like Hard to say. I was at least, I was on the other side and maybe like 12 rows back from her. So I really couldn't see what, what was going on. There. I mean, it's pretty complicated because she wants to participate in this. It's huge. It was on Zoom. Does that change your calculus? Are you serious? What? Yeah, they were simulcasting it on Zoom. So she got to watch the Oh, well, that's. Was there audience participation? Did she have a salient uh, comment No, they did question? say, they did say we will leave room for questions at the end, but the, they did not. 
Which honestly, probably better. Because I can guarantee you they would have been mostly statements, not yes. questions. <laughs> yes. Maybe her baby never never cries in public. Maybe the baby was like, I want to be a part of this conversation. Somebody translate my baby talk. I have a solution. And nobody was listening. This is That's like possible. not what the baby normally does, but really had a big point. To but I, I was impressed by the confidence of this woman, or what I interpret as confidence, to not move. Like, I was like, yeah. if, if I coughed mm-hmm. once... Maybe I would cough once, but then if I felt another attack coming on, I would I would have to get up. I, I wouldn't be able to sit there with everyone kind of like looking at me or I mean I guess now we're that's a, maybe a covid implication there. But I'm just saying anything that made noise, if my phone went off, anything, yes. I'd be boom, I'd be right out of there and I probably wouldn't come back and I'd never know if we solved it. I'm very self-conscious about putting other people out like I, I and I don't want to say and be judgy is she entitled like yes she's entitled come on come on let's let's not beat around the bush here she's entitled i'm going to listen to this israeli palestine discussion and my baby is upset and i'm upset and there's nothing that's going to change it nothing's going to stop me from listening to this because i have every right to be here fuck all y'all (laughs) <laughs> Interesting. You think that she's one of these people that's like, my baby is so intuitive. Like he knows or she yeah. knows. Well, I mean, it's also there's pe- terrible things happening. Also, people take their babies and kids to the theater, and it disrupts everyone around them, and they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. That's crazy, though. That's 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 no. I don't think there's think there's no wiggle room there for me. Unless it's the Wiggles, unless it's a movie about the Wiggles, yes, then there's exactly. some wiggle room. The whole theater is a wiggle room, really, when you think about it. But I mean, there are ba- uh, mom and mommy and me screenings, right? At like yeah. 10 a.m., you take the baby. Right. Everyone, baby is screaming, and nobody actually watches the movie. They're just talking to one another anyway. Yeah, hey, it's nice to get out of the house. Yeah. And maybe this woman wanted to get out of the house, but I'm sure in L.A. there's places she could go that you know. That doesn't require intent listening. Like this, this is a a, a venue and a moment where you know uh, yeah. one of the biggest uh, uh, questions of our time, one of the biggest debates of our time. And but you got to bring your baby. I mean, I don't know. Sit this one out or sit on Zoom and take it in there. Babysitter. I mean, I know not everyone can afford a babysitter, but also family help. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, it's but but how about this? Just just go if you want to go, go. Yeah. Yeah, but take the be chance. prepared to leave. Exactly. And take yeah. a bottle and pop it in that mouth. Well, maybe the baby's not hungry. Yeah, it's true. Was full, Rachel. We don't it's know. It's true. It's true. It's not a solution for every baby. Uh, okay. Well, anyways, babies. I just wanted to get to take your temperature on that because I thought it. I I went from like sympathetic and awe to enraged. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, you, yeah, it's selfish. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like I leave. Uh, Jill's like, "What do you think?" I'm like. Well, it, it's pretty angering. Yeah, the conflict and all the senseless loss of life. No, that cute, beautiful baby that will one day grow up to be president. The, the, you can't concentrate on anything but that. The entire well, exactly. seminar that's what I'm was saying. fucked because of the baby. Yes. Fuck you, baby. Fuck <laughs> I mean, you, come baby. on. No, just kidding. Wow. Just oh, kidding. I'm just kidding, baby. Well, now I'm, con- I'm concerned. I was, I was going to say this later, but you're just reminding me that one of my greatest fears for this podcast occurred last week where, uh, and my fear is talking about someone on this show and then that person finding out. Right. <laughs> oh. So remember last week 
I think it was last week I brought up the story about being in a writing class. Yeah. And the teacher got mad at me because uh, I wrote something where the teenage kids were calling a a dowdy principal a, a lesbian behind her back. And mm-hmm. she said, kids don't do that. Kids don't bully. Anyways, <laughs> turns out I, I left enough identifiable details in that story that Dan from the Discord was like, oh, hey, that's my friend. <laughs> Now, it's it's not as bad as it could have been because his friend was the one the that buddy. was going to teach the class that right. made me want to take the class that in the end did not teach the class. Right. But I was still very worried that she had recommended the woman that took over and was going to tell her that I was talking shit. And there was maybe like six people in that class, so she would definitely know who I was. But Matt, it's bound to happen. Like, you just got to embrace the shit you're willing to talk and say, well, this is the situation, babe. We can get past this or not. Like... I mean, there's going to be a lot of shit spewed. You you want me to call the teacher and say, hey, can we get past this, babe, or not? No, no. When she she calls you out because she hears the show, then you're going to have some splaining to do. And it's okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully she doesn't have a podcast, but goddamn, every writer in this town's got a podcast. So there is a chance that she's talking shit about me right now. But I will say, so Dan texted that portion of the conversation to the person that was going to be teaching the class. And she said, I recommended them a bunch of people when, when I knew I couldn't do it. And they were kind of snarky to me and said that none of the people that I recommended were good enough or qualified oh. enough. And they didn't take any of them. And they were kind of mean to me when I said I'd got a writing job. It's like, of course she's going to take a writing job yeah. where oh she has God. to travel across the country instead of... <laughs> Imagine if you were like, no, 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 no. I want to teach these six, I was going to say kids, but... F- Midlife crisis people right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. about writing uh, instead of taking this job. Uh, anyways, so that's I feel not great about that, but I think as in terms of people finding out you're talking shit about them, this was okay. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. You're totally fine. You're, okay. You we're explaining the situation. Thank you, JD. Did I interrupt you? Were you gonna say that something good happened to you post funeral find out? Um, not really. Not really, no. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Can I put you in a bad mood then? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. This happened while I was gone, and I forgot to, to tell you about it. So I saw a tweet. This guy, Mike Herman, said, hey, FB Las Vegas. FB Las Vegas is Fontainebleau, Las Vegas. Okay. We waited an hour for food in the sports book, and this is our nachos? Come on, man. So uh, I'm going to put a picture up here of the nachos in question. The nachos came from a place called The Tavern, and it's the sports book restaurant in the new Fontainebleau, which is like the newest five-star uh, casino hotel on the Strip. Okay. And a name that no one... Is Rachel furiously trying to put up this picture I in the background? I don't know what she's waiting for. Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you what I'm waiting for. <laughs> oh, there it is! I had no idea those were nachos. I'm like, wait, he's putting up... Because those that picture I'm supposed to put up ain't nachos. <laughs> well, that's the point. These are the nachos. So if you're not watching, and you really should see this picture. It is literally... I'm not exaggeration, exaggerating. Literally, six nachos on a plate. Yeah. And it's as if... I would say it's deconstructed, but it's still constructed. So they've put six nachos on a plate, nacho chips, and then they've put like a little bit of, it seems like ground beef on each chip and then cheese and then melted the cheese. So the cheese is only on the chip itself. There's some weird <laughs> sprigs of cilantro. A lot Instead of, of having like chopping the cilantro, it's the actual sprig, 
which is fucking like lazy as hell. Uh-huh. And then th- more fixings like in these uh, those little tiny metal cups than chips. So you got salsa, guac, sour cream, but the sour cream has some kind of chunks some, in it. I don't it know what like those butter. are. <laughs> it does look Yeah, like it does butter. look like butter. And then some jalapenos. So these six chips were $21. Jesus. <laughs> they look delicious. I will say that. The Do cheese? they? I disagree. They are don't look delicious. The cheese was good. made from breast milk. You are in LA, right? So No, this sense. is in Las Vegas. Though. Oh, Las Vegas. All right. God damn, $21. But here's the interesting thing. So obviously what happened is this guy posted it. Everyone started roasting it. And... All every other place in Las Vegas that sells nachos start posting their nachos, and we're like, "Hey, this is how you really do it. <laughs> you want to fuck these nachos? Hey, yeah, <laughs> ours come with you know, lamb neck shoulder, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lamb neck shoulder. <laughs> People were posting beautiful plates of nachos. So I, in my head, I was saying either a this guy made it up like a shrimp tails and cinnamon toast crunch guy from a couple years back, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or some mistake must have occurred. Like, this cannot be, because it's a new place, so no way that all the R&D and the chef and everyone got together and was like, yep, this is how we're going to be doing the nachos here, at the sports book where the bros gather to watch their boxing. Right. <laughs> but then they tweeted, the the hotel tweeted, the tavern menu was designed to be bar food favorites all grown up. We hope you'll excuse our growing pains while the nachos went through their awkward phase. We're thrilled to report they've matured into one stacked snack. And then they posted a new plate of nachos that looked like a normal plate of nachos. Right. I don't even—I didn't want to share the picture because yeah. just picture what a normal plate of nachos looks like. That's what they look like. Okay. So this means they did this on purpose? Yeah. What, what, what could have possibly <laughs> occurred to make them think this was a good idea? A huge profit from not actually. Yeah, okay, yeah. great first answer. Yeah, <laughs> but but no, come on, that's very short sighted. Like you cannot serve people six nachos for twenty one dollars and expect them to come back. So yeah, you're making a lot of margin on the first plate. All right, <laughs> but there's no long tail to that plan. Yeah, no, I. Uh, it's like a, a gourmet. There's it's it's just profit. It's just trying to trick people into thinking that it's it's a five-star experience fine dining nachos i mean but did that look like i could conceive of of the fanciest six nacho plate yeah I mean, maybe it has like creme fraiche on it maybe it has a, a, some tiny bit of cat i know caviar is way more than 20 dollars, but just one ball right you know like right. one ball on each dollop of creme fraiche sure. or something and the presentation and the way it's served or the plate that it's on. I could picture it. This ain't it. This no. looks like shit. No. Okay. I mean, again, I thought they looked – maybe I'm hungry because they look kind of good. <laughs> you must I mean, I'd hungry. eat the six of them. I'd but eat them, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess a general rule would be if they bring you the plate of nachos and you can count how many chips are on it, <laughs> like Rain Man with the matchsticks <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> It's not a good plate of nachos. But that led me to click on a hyperlink in the article. And it was saying like, well, maybe it's not surprising that they were serving these $21 nachos because this is the same hotel that is serving a, oh, I don't don't want to get this wrong. Hold on. Yeah, a $1,000 steak. Oh, my God. So so there's this place called Poppy Steak. So this is just from the article. It said, it's talking about the guy that owns the restaurant. It says, one of his meat vendors approached him with a jaw-droppingly pricey Australian Wagyu that Einhorn figured 
out. Oh, sorry. Blah, blah, blah. It was the best steak I ever had, said Einhorn. But I was like, how the fuck am I going to sell it? Einhorn says that he remembered the scene from Pulp Fiction where Marcellus Wallace opens a briefcase that glows with gold light. They never show what's in the case in the movie. So I was like, oh, what if it's a poppy steak all along? But when someone in the restaurant orders the steak, all the lights go down, the servers abandon their posts, and a parade marches from the kitchen to the table, helmed by the beef case. Not the briefcase, the beef Beef case. case. The Wagyu is branded table side and then taken back into the kitchen to cook. If I do a little show, people can swallow the price, says Einhorn. I have to sell it for $1,000 or else I'm losing money. Now he often sells 20 of them a night. 20 of them. Are we okay? No, we are not like, okay. Something has gone wrong. And it's not AI. <laughs> People have too much money? Like, what is happening? It's a. Uh, so they brand but, it? Like, they actually have a they brand? They take, like, a and... hot fire poker and brand it with wow. the, I don't know, the labeling of the restaurant. Yeah. And then take it back to cook it. And then take it back to cook. I mean, but it sort of reminded me of, like, we talked about with, with Rob Mahoney. Being a waiter in a restaurant and having to come over and sing "Happy Birthday," right? I'd have way this more. This is fun more embarrassing, isn't it? Ste- you're you're clapping for a rich man that's just ordered a thousand dollar steak. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. but it would be fun to brand the steak, though. If, if you're, you're the, the brand, guy, yeah, okay, that's the best job in the, the parade for yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd like to to pitch like a. Um, a Hercule Poirot style mystery, you know, <laughs> okay, where yeah. where the lights are always going off and then they come back on and then someone's dead. Or somebody's <laughs> so, branded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they the lights go off. The guy that orders the steak is dead and he's got the branding on his forehead or something. Oh, love it. Love and it. And then Hercule, Hercule Poirot comes and cuz he's a bit tubby, he's got to try one of the steaks. <laughs> what well, what's his thing? He's uh, very fastidious about his eggs, right? What? Yeah. His egg, like how he likes them cooked? Yeah, and they're like just picking them and yeah, that's a thing. Hmm. So he's a bit of a I saw a haunting in Venice. Yeah, yeah. With Tina Fey. I don't remember anything about eggs, but. Was there no eggs in that one? Yeah, there was. He had like a hard boiled egg on a little egg cup. Yeah. Oh, interesting. The beginning of the film starts like that. A nod. Yes. An an Easter egg, if you will, (laughs) that I didn't get. Yes, literally. Uh, of course, uh, since I am solving this mystery, I expect it to be given to me at cost, uh, <laughs> or I am not paying. Oh, I love when you do well, how much? I, how much would it cost? Like, what do you like if he's taking a loss at under a thousand dollars? Under a thousand. How much are we talking? Like, I okay, mean, we'll I know it's wagyu, sh- but shipping. It's coming from Australia. Okay, I guess that's it. Well, I would say. If people generally sell things when you go from wholesale to retail, double, fifty, uh, five hundred dollars. Yeah. But I don't okay. believe that. Sorry. Yeah. Five hundred dollars landed with shipping. Maybe How big is the some... steak as well? Is it for two? Probably not is big. It if for it's the wet, table. Yeah. Uh, it's six slices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's a big steak. Maybe it's a tomahawk. I don't know. Yeah. Can you do a tomahawk wagyu? Probably. I have no idea. Anyways, uh, well, that brings me to an article from the Washington Post called How to Complain in a Restaurant Without Sounding Like a Jerk. This was by Tom Sietzma. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, there was no, no good information in this because <laughs> the headings were address the problem in real time, 
speak to the right person, be reasonable, be respectful, know when to let it go. Now, I guess I was concerned that people needed to hear the, I was like, oh, that's it? Like the things that intuitively most people understand? Mm. (laughs) But I guess my question is, be respectful. Do you think that's true? I mean, obviously it's good advice in the sense that like, no one, you shouldn't want to be a dick. But in my experience, I feel like people that are just sort of respectful and like, casually saying like oh this wasn't great or could you do this for me don't get the same hop to reaction as powerful <laughs> people or mean people right or what, what from your restaurant experience who who would tend to get the thing taken off the bill the squeaky wheel or the polite person the squeaky wheel for sure but you can be the squeaky wheel but be respectful i mean you also have to I think a lot uh, the mistake a lot of people make is taking the head off of the server who's who had nothing to do with the preparation of it other than bringing it to your table, right? Like the front so facer. So then who who what you're going to walk into the kitchen? No, you do it's the manager. The manager's it's the manager's job to take the heat for everything. So okay, save so you the say, ire. Can I see the manager? Yeah, you say uh, right away. You go, "Can I I'd like to see the manager, please?" See, I don't think that's good advice. Why? I think that because if the because the waiter is the, your first point of contact, I think you have to at least say something to the waiter. I think oh, you, uh, there's no doubt about that. But it's the it's the the out savior outrage for the manager. Yeah, but but maybe you're not outraged. Like I don't know. Like the meal wasn't good, or like the the dish. I don't know. You ordered the steak. And you ordered it uh, medium rare, and it comes medium well. Yeah, and it's a thousand. I guess that's an easy thing just to say. (laughs) And you just, oh my god, imagine that. What would they do at Poppy Steakhouse if you were like, "Well, I wanted a medium rare. I think this is creeping towards medium." They'd be like, (laughs) they would explain it. They would, they would say, "Well, it's the brand, sir. It it gets it on its way. It's practically medium rare by the time we get it back to the kitchen." You got to have a lot of nerve. But I, I would say the kind of douchebag that's ordering a $1,000 steak is the kind of douchebag that's comfortable returning a $1,000 oh, steak. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, They're under all right, so this, that, for sure. Just in case they need to re, <laughs> yeah. refire it, yeah. rebrand it. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, well, this led me to another one of Tom's articles. So this was a problem that someone wrote, him, uh, wrote into him with. Uh, we had brunch yesterday. Soon after we were seated, our server brought a tray with two large glasses of water to our table, one of which promptly spilled in its entirety over my wife's shirt and pants. Her shoes and purse were drenched as well. He was embarrassed and very apologetic and quickly brought us a large pile of napkins. He was busy with other tables, but eventually returned with a mop and bucket to clean that wet-ass pussy. No, to clean the large <laughs> puddle of water on the floor around us. We ordered our food and towards the meal's end, he asked my wife if she'd like some hot tea to try to warm up. She accepted. At the meal's conclusion, the check omitted the tea, but nothing else had been oh reduced God. or removed. We <laughs> weren't seeking Christ. a freebie and didn't raise the issue. The food was good and our surfer was pleasant and apologetic. We ruminated on the episode further after getting home. Should any slash all of my wife's meal have been comped? Yes. The entire, yes. The entire table should have been comped. Yes. Every, every single thing that they ordered should have been Okay, comped. so Tom says... Only the person who was spilled on's meal should be caught. Oh, come on. Now, now, if it's a small plates restaurant, I don't know how you're delineating who ordered <laughs> <Yeah>. what. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you think the whole table. Yeah. Now, uh, so this is a thing where the guy's being nice and friendly. Okay. You, I, in my opinion, if you have to ask, there's already a problem. It's already bad service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he should be offering you a solution. 
Like, of course, we'll comp this or comp that. I don't know how comfortable I'd be asking in this situation because I would probably just go home and stew and just be like, that guy was a dick. Well, maybe. And of course, it was after leaving him a 20% tip, of course. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the server is young, new, doesn't want to get in trouble, doesn't want to ask advice what you do when you fuck up like that, you know, hasn't been taught the etiquette. The manager would want, I, I would assume a good manager would want them thoroughly taken care of. But, well, <clears throat> but so you were assuming that the manager didn't know that somebody had Maybe water. Maybe not. Maybe not. Then the manager is garbage. Like you will have to know what is happening in your dining room. And if you are unaware of one of your customers being completely douched with water. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like there's something, there's something wrong. So then it's not just the server, obviously. That's not taking care of the situation. That Like you, you have to, as a business, you have to rekindle a completely destroyed relationship with your customer. I right, mean, right there. I even like if they sold merch, I'd be giving her a fresh shirt to change into. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they get the bit like the bill. They those people will never go back to that restaurant, and they will tell. We're talking about we don't know we don't know the name of the restaurant, but we're talking about it here. No, on no, no, podcast. we do. It's I just uh, true food in Mosaic. Don't ever go Mosaic there. a place. Mosaic. I guess so. Anyway, sounds don't, beautiful. Never go. I to think true food. I've heard true of that. Food. I think that's a chain. Fucking ne- any location. Don't don't do it. <laughs> don't okay. go there. Oh boy. Don't. Uh, punish I would say the whole thing that is what we should be doing <laughs> that's right well uh, is it is, am I wrong that used to be a thing like in the let's say 90s and earlier where if a waiter spilled something on you they'd be like oh of course we'll take care of the dry cleaning for you I haven't, Absolutely. Seen, I like I haven't seen that in a long ass time and I've seen things spilled on people yeah. water Modern. see as the waiter you're lucky it's water yeah. you don't have to clean anything totally yeah mm-hmm. I've so, seen I saw I saw once a guy dump an entire plate he he had a it was pasta primavera so no sauce but it was Ooh, oily oil. and hot and he it was like a whoa whoa <laughs> and then the whole thing was like and then all of the pasta he held onto the bowl that was on sitting on a plate and all of it slithered out onto this woman's lap who was wearing a white dress oh, and she God. was on her way to Phantom of the Opera oh <laughs> no you're saying she was on her way to her wedding <laughs> yeah. no she was going uh, to she was going to see a musical like th- like in in 30 minutes or whatever uh, oil is is the hardest thing to get out of totally anything. yeah so it's a- almost impossible yeah it was a table for six. It was my table. He was helping me run the food. Uh, so what'd Who you do? It? Who did it? It was uh, Kelly Wong. Shout out to Kelly Wong. It was an accident. <laughs> he didn't mean to do it. Uh-oh. I hope uh, Kelly Wong doesn't hear this and get mad at you. <laughs> the hilarious thing was Kelly was like, uh, he insisted on helping me with this table for some reason. Uh, I think that he may <laughs> he have- did it on purpose. I think he may have had like, he was like, that. you got a really cute girl at your, your table. And I think it was the girl that he had. By accidents. Oh, he so was so nervous to talk to you. Yeah, may, he... Maybe, yeah. He was. It, it was the worst possible thing that could have. He was so embarrassed. Uh, anyway, we took care of his, of the entire. It was a table for six. We took care of the entire bill. We offered uh, um, uh, to take care of her dry cleaning. We didn't have merch or anything like that, so we couldn't replace it. And we cleaned her up as best we could and gave them free dessert. And sent them on their way, but like it, you know, it that that 
is just a, a, like a loss as a restaurant, as a business you have to take because the damage is is done. And that moment is done. So you have to win them back and you have to like make them feel so good about the place that they they don't go around and say, yeah, I went to this restaurant and uh, I got pasta spilt on me and uh, I'm never going back there and I don't think you should go back either. Because it's just bad publicity. It's bad. It is, but I think sadly we have, we expect so little from service right now. Yeah, that's true too. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost it's like, well, it's hard. Everything's hard on everyone. People are very rude since the past. So, you know, it's just they're just doing their best. Everyone's just you doing their what? best. You know what? But they're not. They're not they're doing, not doing their, their best. best. They're, they're not really doing their not. Best. And when they're we not. went out for dinner. I'll yeah. tell you what. Also, I'm not doing my best ever. <laughs> Nor so am I. Why should Nor I assume I. they are? Am I the yeah. only one doing my best over here? <laughs> yes. That's Rachel, what... you're not doing your best. You no. couldn't think of one goddamn thing that happened to you over the last past week. Uh, you haven't asked me yet. <laughs> I asked I'm you being... at the start of the show. I said come back to me. And? <laughs> Still nothing. We're Just not, say it. Say you have nothing. Well, say this is the story. The, the, what we went out. Do I know this story? Oh, please. Give me. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I don't know. <laughs> I'm prompting you to tell the story that you were about to tell. What story was it? She wasn't about to mind? tell a story. Don't Stop. buy into this. Am I going Smoke crazy? mirrors. Go ahead. I want to see for the newly... <laughs> Newly did you Lido. say, did you not just say the other night we were out for dinner? No, no, no. I was going to say when we went out for dinner, all of us, Matt, you, oh, Carl, yeah, 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 Phil. Yeah. Uh, bad service. Bad service. And I feel like intuitively <laughs> servers should be able to read the body language in the faces of the people eating when they, oh, how is everything? <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Come on. We said it we was fine. We all fucking pussyfooted around it. It was bullshit. <laughs> None of us had the balls we, to say this is this is shit. The pasta's undercooked. The steak is was the steak overcooked? There was some other shit. And it's yeah. not even branded with your logo restaurant. <laughs> and logo. your motherfucking bartender can't even put a drink in front of me properly. Yeah, yeah there was that. With no glass. Yeah, but, but I'm I wouldn't go back to that place because the food was bad. Because I figure there's much more likely chance that I won't get the same server. Then I will that the food is going to be bad. But if nobody has to correct their behavior because nobody's calling a, anyone on their shit because everybody's like everyone's not everybody needs a pat on the back and nothing. <laughs> Why gets are you better. complaining about it? You did you. That's what you did. That's what you're we complaining all did. about yourself. Why well, I, I am, but at the same time, you know, I thought you were going to step up to the plate. But, you oh, you're waiting for that. The food guy Me? is going to take care of business. <laughs> The food guy is no, not the no, confrontation no, 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 no. guy. And also... <laughs> Sign me up. Then put me in charge next time. I will throw it out there. Put you in charge? What, do you need to be deputized? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> I need permission to brand. Is the, is the yoke of the patriarchy wrapped so tightly around your neck <laughs> that you need to be given permission to complain about a wrong that was done to you? Well, everybody was... By another woman, by the way. The waitress was a woman. That should have been on you. It was peer pressure. Everybody was so like, it's fine. We don't need to say anything. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm the asshole that wants to complain. Like, maybe I'm the asshole here. One of those situations. I thought the... the, And the service was not... Ter- like the ter- the, well, the part the bad part was the food. The service was fine once we got to the table. And the but, bartender not... But how can you tell the, a table, oh, yes, this dessert 
It's different than what you think. It's a savory tiramisu. Like, are you an actress? Because you're practicing something? Because this is bullshit. Don't give me a salty fucking pile of whipped cream and hard chocolate and try to sell me shit like that's not tiramisu that's garbage okay good. she she pissed on your tiramisu and told you it was raining right ah, i meant to say tiramisu oh. yes yeah well that's where yeah. i'm like am i the crazy one no 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 we, you, could, you knew we were all upset you knew we were all not enjoying the meal but you also knew we kind of were all silently on the same page of like we ain't coming back here I know, but isn't that why thing do, things don't improve? You just ignore it and move on. Yeah, but it doesn't have to improve for for that. Like we don't, mm. we just go somewhere else next time, and that's yeah. You know, and and the restaurant industry in general needs to be better and more consistent with soliciting feedback yeah. and graciously taking feedback. The mm-hmm. problem is, if I was a restaurant, most people have shit taste and don't know what they're fucking talking about. So. <laughs> They're maybe perfect that's, for the business. Like, maybe everybody thinks like that. It's like, I know what I'm doing. You all know nothing about taste. Well, yeah. I well, think- yeah. If you're a chef and you've cooked for 20 years in a, in a bunch of different high-class restaurants and Michelin star restaurants and you hang out a shingle and open your own place, you're going to trust me to tell you what I think is wrong with your dish or how you should be doing the tiramisu? Right. but <laughs> You are catering to the public, not to yourself, your own... Uh, hi. You're going to tell Martin Scorsese to cut 45 minutes out of Flower Moon? Everyone wants him to. You think anyone was like three and a half hours? Thanks, Marty. Everyone wanted him to cut it. He Look, didn't cut it. You You're know, going to tell Damien Chazelle to make Babylon shorter? Do you know what YouTube wants us to do, Matt? Not put any dirty oh, become shit Nazis? on YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> I can't post anything with dirty, funny jokes. Oh, my God. Just, we're right, back to this. Right, right. Back to this. Okay. Right. Wait, what? So wait, what is your point, though? I don't know. <laughs> I've oh, already got. Yeah, I got lost sucks. in your rant. It was, it was too <laughs> invigorating. Getting back to the restaurants, I think that they have gone through a, a rough time on the Yelp side of things, where people don't say anything, and then they, uh, yeah. they get roasted on Yelp, and then they That's get lower cool. ratings. I don't, you know. Tell them in person. Don't be a fucking I agree. Coward. I agree. I agree. Well, that's that's one of this guy's rules, right? What did he say? Address the problem in real time. Yes. yes. That's how it should be with every relationship, too. We <laughs> have more authentic relationships. Rachel was like, next time you go to take money out of an ATM, you should feel guilty. Go to see the bank teller. See a human. If you're going to complain about it, I guess. Whatever. Take down the machines. Uh, okay, why, I'm gonna I'm gonna slip seamlessly into housekeeping here. But before I get into housekeeping, as a weigh-in, I just wanted to say, well, actually, this has to do with restaurants too. The P Hounds, our Patreon subscribers. Yeah. I think we had our best day on the Discord ever last week. We did. Which was after uh, our show where I talked about the Hilton DoubleTree SeaWorld. Now, hopefully, no one from the Hilton DoubleTree SeaWorld gets back to me. <laughs> And I talked about how the menu at their restaurant bar was the, one of the most insane menus. And they had this thing called the Cobter Your Hunger Salad. And we didn't know what Cobter Your Hunger was a pun on. Capture, curb, counter, clobber, conquer. <laughs> if it was conquer, why was there a T? Anyways, the peahounds were <laughs> equally confused. Yeah. And they started doing some boots on the ground, shoe leather detective work. And they started calling the Doubletree. Now, the first issue was they could not find the restaurant because on the menu, it said the playbook. 
the first big discovery was they realized the playbook was just the name of the menu. Right. But the restaurant was really called Sonoma. <laughs> so once they found that out, they tried to get through, but they could only get through to different restaurants. They were like, well, I, uh, I spoke to the guy at Alberto's Pizza. I asked him what the pun meant. He said he didn't work at the Sonoma. Then I spoke to the guy at the coffee shop. Then I called the front desk. They transferred me here. Someone DM'd them on Instagram and they sent back a picture of the menu. And he's like, wow. no, no, but I, I know what the menu looks like. I just want... And they didn't understand. No one could understand what they were. They just kept describing the ingredients in a Cobb salad. Uh, anyways, finally, uh, Brian got through to someone and they said the answer to Cobb to your hunger was that the pun was helicopter. Helicopter, yeah. Which and makes I, even less sense, yeah, and I don't, don't buy that it. as an answer. What happened was that person on the phone was just like, the fuck is this person asking me? Let me get rid of them. I have actual things to do. Yeah. And they just said, helicopter. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. Okay. So we didn't understand, we didn't get to the bottom of it, but it was very funny it was fun. seeing this it in was real very, time. very, like, fun. With uh, the Charlie Day yarn on, on the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the pin board. Uh, so if you'd like to be involved in that, go to patreon.com slash is this good. You'll get ad-free episodes, access to our th- thriving community of detectives on Discord, and you'll get an exclusive episode every month. And um, if you're in the right tier, you can also do a hangout with us. And at the hangout, we it was the same day, so we got a first-hand account of how all this went down. Uh, and it was very fun. It was very fun. And uh, guess what? It's full-on February. Hey! Yeah, you know what that means? I mean, do you? I don't know what it means. Do you know what it means? I mean, we're full-on. Full-on, that's right. Yep. And it's a full February. 29 days, baby. 29 days of February. Savor each one of them. (laughs) Uh, All right, I have some follow-up. Jessica Alba is not Jessica Biel. (laughs) Detective work. Yeah, got a lot of angry messages about that. So sorry, it was Jessica Biel that ate in the shower. Jessica, we were talking with Rob Mahoney about Jessica Biel. She's trying to convert people to eating in the shower. Uh, but I guess I said Jessica Alba, not once, not twice, at least four times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and going into it, I was like, Matt, you better double check. Because frankly, I don't know what either of them is famous for. I know Jessica Biel is married to... T- I'm not saying that's what she's famous for, people. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I know she is married to Justin Timberlake. Jessica Alba is married to that the the sock and underwear maven. What? Mogul is what I should Tommy, say. She's married Tommy to a guy that, that socks and underwear. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. I think it's Pair of Thieves is his company. Okay. They sell a Target now. Wow. And she has a, a very famous um, baby brand. Okay. Like but baby isn't, products. They're both actors, though, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. And they're... Both five seven. I looked it up. Wow. Wow. Okay. And one one's forty two, one's forty one. I thought that the confusing part about all of this was you said that Jessica Alba was a close personal friend of yours, sarcastically. It didn't sound. But it sarcastic. didn't sound sarcastic. Like it sounded <laughs> like wish. you actually knew. I wish. <laughs> okay, so Jessica Beale is the one that eats in the shower. Actually, hold on a second. I do have a connection. I have a. I wasn't thinking about this, but I have a real connection to Jessica Alba. Okay. When I moved here. Fuck, how did this happen? My father put me in touch with a guy that works for that company, her husband's oh. sock and underwear company. Okay. And I guess my father had maybe done some kind of business with them before, so I went to his... Didn't I tell you the story about... Um, we were sitting in his backyard, this was during COVID, and I heard a voice, and I was like, that sounds like Woody Harrelson. Yeah. But 
It Why would that be Woody Harrelson? Yeah. And then at the end of the night, Woody Harrelson was like, hey, what's up? And he oh, was it like, was him. It was, turned out to be Woody Harrelson's oh. brother's place next door. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Crazy. Anyways, crazy. So I feel like I'm one degree away from Jessica Alba. Maybe two. <laughs> Damn. So she could be a close personal friend of mine. Okay. So Jessica people, Beale, I don't know her. People I don't know upset. her. People were upset that you got them mixed up. Yeah. Which is fair. Fair. They're not Absolutely. the same person. They're no. both named Jessica. They're both actresses. And one eats in the shower. And one does and not. One eats in the shower. But that person is Jessica Beale. I apologize, Jessica. No one send this to Jessica. <laughs> uh, and uh, oh yeah, so wait before I go on, you do you have you want to finally tell me about this TikTok that angered you, Rachel? This could be your thing that you bring to the table. Oh well, this isn't my thing. This is Jason's thing that he sent. And my thing. Oh yeah. Well, you found it. <laughs> I sent it to you, and you got upset. <laughs> well, I was just like, "What is this woman doing? Going through someone's personal stuff and posting it for the entire world to see?" Okay, so here's the story, and this is old now. Everybody's probably seen mm. it. Um, a woman went into her hinge date's bathroom and made a TikTok of all his healthcare products. So she opens up. She's filming. They're on mm-hmm. a date. Rachel seems to think there's two people in the bathroom at the time. I the the conversation was so didn't make any sense, and it was like, I'm like, are there two voices here? I have to go back and watch the video. And so I look through the the te- like the people commenting, and there's a lot of people saying, "Why are there two people on this date? Like in the bathroom? Two women? Yeah, in yeah. the bathroom. I guess yep. that's not crazy, crazy, but also couple. I don't know, but it's a couple of girls acting like total dickheads, like going through this person's (laughs) stuff and then laughing their asses off about... About his expensive moisturizers and elixirs and, you know... Wouldn't they be excited about that? I would think, like, scented candles. Well, they're hypothesizing that he's gay or married or has a girlfriend, and all the people commenting on it are very... Like, nobody's saying, what the fuck are you doing going through people's shit and then posting it on the internet for everyone to see? That's not cool. Everyone's like, oh, steal something. Get them in trouble. Oh, get out of there. Get they in have trouble? Gr- like, <laughs> oh, like, like for the girlfriend. Leave a note under the exactly. under the right. conditioner for the wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like. Okay, well, I think I could solve this one for you, Rachel. It's okay. fake. It's fake. Okay. Well, I don't know, but I've seen these before. I've seen many of these before, because once you see one of any style of thing on TikTok or Reels, a thousand different people do it. But just think just think about this. How yeah. easy a video would this be to do? Yeah. You go into your own bathroom, Rachel, mm-hmm. and you start whispering. You're like, oh, look, the guy just fucked his sleeping. Oh, it was our first date. Now I'm in the bathroom. And I just want to check out his products. Oh, my God. He has all these, these fancy products. Because they're your products. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know? And you're whispering. There's no one else there. I mean, yes. maybe there's two people. I don't know. I don't cannot explain why there would be two people. Two people in the bathroom together. It's I, very weird. I don't know about that. But okay. Anyways. Okay, but anyways, this yeah, is, I like all I'm saying theory. is if you're thirsty for yeah. content, it, this would yeah. be a super easy video to do. You're you just go into your own bathroom now. and pretend you're in a guy's bathroom. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but if we went into your bathroom... Are you you would just assume you were in a boy's bathroom, in a men's bathroom. I d- he does take better care of himself than I do. That's <laughs> true. Well. I once heard a story about a guy who 
Okay, this is a true story. This is, uh, who did, oh, my father. This is my father told me this. That someone he knows, when, he, when a first date comes over to his house, yeah. or, or not even a first date, but the first time a woman that he's dating comes to his house, he puts marbles in the the cabinet <laughs> above the yes. uh, the sink. Okay. Yes. Just now, so obviously, the idea is if she doesn't open the cabinet and snoop around, nothing happens, and yes. she never knows. But if she opens the cabinet, the marbles fall out, and then he will know that she was snooping. And say, get out, you snoopy motherfucker. So you're pro this? Because I think this is the most insane thing I've I ever I think heard. it's great. What? Because fuck. I- <laughs> Why? Why is it great? What if she's like, uh, I don't know, needs a band-aid or something? Then fucking ask before you go through someone's shit that you don't even know. It is an invasion How about privacy? some privacy, So you people? think that the person that g- opens the thing to like... Um, maybe try to find a bit of ointment for their cracked hands is weirder than the person that puts marbles in there? Maybe they've had it done to Who has before. more issues? I'm asking, who has more issues? You the know person what? that's been hurt Th- so that many person- times they need to put marbles? Yeah. Where, where do you even get marbles these days, Rachel? <laughs> you can get it at any dollar store, I'm sure of it. But what about okay. what about going the next step and like fill it completely with dildos or something? Yes, condoms. You open oh, I thought, it up I thought you were going to say Snakes. <laughs> Poisonous snakes. I, you know what? People have no fucking sense of um, privacy. And I I am totally fine. Especially the amount of stuff people put on the internet. It's something's different. And it's it's unnerving. I don't like it. Okay. Well, I mean, I I hope this is fake. Yeah. I I just The caption was like, my hinge date either has a GF or, or is gay, but... The gay, like, didn't say the word gay. It had the nail polish uh, emoji, you know? Like mm. the, the oh. doing your... I don't like Ew. that. No. I don't like, like that either. It's... I don't like that either. And also, women, figure out what you want. You don't want a man who has his mattress on the floor, mm. you know? You don't want a man that only has Infinite Jest and Jonathan Franzen on his, in his book collection. <laughs> you also don't want a man that doesn't have any books. You want someone that takes care of themselves, do you not? Mm-hmm. You want someone that has good products that when you stay over, you can use, do you not? Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe don't make fun of those people. Don't be so fucking judgy, people. Also, the yeah, guy... Stop, stop dating gay people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the guy has a $400 Dyson hairdryer. He's probably got money. I mean, isn't that what people Wait, want Wait, he has to? a Dyson hairdryer in yeah. it? Yeah. It's worth okay, $400. That, how long is his hair? Well, I don't know. The, the thing that... Isn't that a curling iron? Like, isn't that... It's a hairdryer. Iron? No, 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 no. The Dyson wrap? This is a big thing. Okay. I don't know. It's not a curling iron. It looked like a hairdryer to me. I'm just a hairdryer? I'm not up to speed, but... But she's laughing at his shower head, too. Is the shower head was that... That was, in the comments, that was the dead giveaway. What? Why? What was wrong with it's the shower It's a Jolie water-softening shower head, which, according to the website, removes chlorine... Heavy metals and other contaminants from your shower water to improve hey, your this skin. This is the kind of research I'm talking about. And well being. So a man can't have well being and nice hair and nice skin? We got to put you in your box, honey. You stay in that box. They don't jo- want us to have anything. By the way, the Jolie, since I've, I Googled it, and now I'm getting nothing but Jolie. <laughs> Ads and it's a subscription service. Like you buy the he- shower head, which is I don't know a couple hundred bucks, and then you subscribe to water. The fi- the, the filter, filters. the uh-huh. filter you have to change. Oh, it's genius. God, that is the biggest scam. I, I got a, I got a humidifier, and you got to change. And oh, the filter, what a scam! 
What a fucking scam. And they're making the filter at an irregular size. So you mm. can't just buy like a standard filter. Right. Right. God damn it. And then I'm buying filters for that. I'm buying filters for the <laughs> the HEPAs that I have so I can live with these goddamn animals. Yeah. So well, it's hundreds of dollars a year in fil- infiltration. Right. <laughs> Uh, the scented candles that were on the back of his to- toilet, there were three of them apparently worth $84. I, three on the toilet? Three on the back of the toilet. Well, what? see that now? You can't light them all at the same time. Why does he have three? I don't know. It's maybe he was Or decorating. he chooses the scent because you don't want all three lit because then no. the scents are all competing with each other. Now you got a muddled on the, potpourri. On the back of your toilet, if you have a girl over, her hair is going to catch on fire if it's lit. <laughs> like that's dangerous. <laughs> But I think, what is she, you know how people like uh, light a match after they poop? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what's the deal with the candle then? Are you lighting that after and then you just have to leave it lit? Or if so, then the guy knows. I mean, I don't my know. I don't uh, my really suspicion that. is that this gentleman enjoys a bath with not nothing wrong with that, by the way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he likes to light a, co- a scented candle while he's uh, some aromatherapy while he's enjoying luxuriating in his bathtub. Or after he takes you, a poop, <laughs> you love a bath. I love a bath, sure. And so you're here. Tell all the men out there that taking a bath is not gay. It's definitely not gay. It's human. Get Beautiful. some get some lavender Epsom salts. You'll sleep like a goddamn baby. Like oh a- my god! If she had found lavender Epsom salts in his bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Also, here's this. Here's a here's a clue that he might not be gay. He's on a date with you, bitch. <laughs> well, uh, again, like, why are people just being mean? For content. I'm sorry I said it's bitch. Not, it's that not was, cool. That was beneath me. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's not beneath you. So these people need to be called out. Like you said, the restaurant, what, what's the, what was the first rule? Bring it up in a timely manner. Bring it up, you know, well, this isn't a timely manner. But <laughs> if we don't tell people what's wrong, then they don't learn. That's right. If we don't shame women that are bringing their babies places <laughs> so they can be educated and enlightened, then what are we as a society? What? What do you want us to do? Work on being more tolerant. Sorry, the ship has sailed. Can we? Re- can can you? Can you sort of work into the the social etiquette that if you are at someone's home for the first time and you need to use their restroom, that you you leave your phone out oh. with the person. Like it should be considered rude to take your phone with you to the restroom. Just in one of those Dave Chappelle bags. Do you think in the future? <laughs> This is a serious question. Will those become like consumer products? Like mm. you'll own one and I'll own one and wow. Rachel will own one. And then, um, you know, like you'll come over to my house and I'll hand you one and be like, here. I don't I, know why you'd need that. I guess you could just put it in I the think, drawer. But. I think it's a great idea. Like I think uh, we haven't really run into it here. But like if you're having a party or a get together or a dinner, I think that people do that. They'll like check your phone at the door, leave your phone, you know. In the basket. There's over here. nothing more insulting than having people over and then they fucking pull their phone out and they're looking at it. Or when you go to people's homes and they're on their phone. It's like, <laughs> why? And you're saying this happens even at um, at friends' house, houses. People that are not not millennials or Gen Z. Mm. No, like yeah, no, our age. It's addictive. well, I've seen some like I don't you know, 
this is more of another TikTok-y stunt, but like everyone puts their phone on the uh, face down on the table and the first person that reaches for theirs has to pay for the whole meal or something oh. like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard when you have kids because then you have an excuse. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I, everyone but just you put... don't have to look at it unless it's ringing. Yeah. And then if it's not the babysitter, you could just say, I'll take that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's be honest. It's not phone calls. That's the problem. It's no. texting and sports <laughs> scores and watching the game on YouTube TV. Uh, go to YouTube TV.com slash ITG20. <laughs> not a thing. Not an ad. Hey, do you have Super Bowl plans, by the way? Um, No. Okay. I, I, do you want to do a prediction before we go? Give me oh, Rachel, this. actually, here's a great question. Which two teams are playing in the Super Bowl? You fucker. <laughs> if, you, if you'd come with something that happened to you this week, I would not have put you on the spot like this. I mean, I could, but it's just too late in the game to tell you my story. But anyway, here we are. Um, oh, now, I have no idea. now you have this Now you're holding <laughs> out on us? We're out of oh, time. Oh, come on. Sorry. You, you mean you finally figured something out at minute 50 of this podcast, and now you won't tell us what it is? <laughs> I've had it the whole time. Tucked away. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, definitely keeping secrets from each other makes it for the best podcast. Yes. So I'm glad you figured that part out. I, I don't know, Matt. You've, you've, you've got me. I've bamboozled you. Yeah. Okay. Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco Giants. Who okay. sounds better? Sa- San Francisco 49ers. Okay, well, let me ask you this, Rachel. 49ers, not the Giants. Which team has a player who is dating Taylor Swift on it? Uh oh. <laughs> I know wow, he, you don't even know that. I know what he looks like. Sorry. Hey, Can you like picture me. what color you actually know? It's the same color uniforms. Never actually, mind. I look All more right. like his brother. The Chiefs. Oh, okay. Okay. And Matt, just, just, just you, you did say San Francisco Giants. Fuck me then. Ha no. ha. <laughs> 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 nah, nah, oh, boy. Well, 49ers, Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. Just want to get myself on the record. You're going Chiefs. You go on proposal at the end of the end no. of the game. No, 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 no. Good TV. Uh, okay. Are we done here? Yeah. Why well, are you saying who you? I was waiting. I thought you were going to. Oh, in I'm going 49ers. 40, 49ers. 49ers. Okay. It's pretty close. I'm, the spread is cl- is like one and a half points or something like that. Yeah. I don't even care. I don't know in who's. I don't know who's favored. I think the the Giants because they're very good at the long ball. The Giants uh, because they're yeah. so good at baseball. <laughs> yeah, they're really good at baseball. Uh, okay. Well, join us on Monday for a special Valentine's Day episode, starring who could it be? Who would you love to hear on a Valentine's Day episode? Mm. Two of the greatest lovers the world has ever known. <laughs> Rachel and Jill. Yeah. That's exciting. Very so, exciting. Hopefully uh, more positive our... than this episode because this was a bit of a downer. Was it? I don't know. Negative vibes today. Mm. Well, you started talking about dead I people. I know. I should And know. not in a sixth sense cute fun kind of <laughs> no. way. How about that? How about that true detective though, eh? Mm. Oh. Now we really have to end it before someone gets mad at us. All right, join us Monday for a special Valentine's Day episode. Uh, That one stars Rachel and Jill. We're going to answer listener questions about love and romance and what's ailing you uh, in the sensual space. (laughs) 
<laughs> and if you haven't, go back to listen to Monday's episode with Rob Mahoney, which was very, very fun. Great. Uh, you can email us at isthisgoodpod.gmail.com. Subscribe everywhere. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This was JD, Matt, and Rachel reaching out from the great beyond. We'll see you next week.